0: All right, let's talk some NBA coming out of the NBA All-Star Game where Jason Tatum won the All-Star Game MVP. Celtics are... Off to a uh, hell of a start, and it's really about two-thirds of the way through the season. You want to say the second half starts on Thursday for the Celtics, but it's really like the final third of the season starts for the Celtics on Thursday night. And a guy who won a championship here who knows all about the city of Boston joins us now on the Harbor One Hotline, ESPN analyst, former Boston Celtic, and now author... With his book, The Education of Kendrick Perkins. It is Kendrick Perkins with Gresh and Fourier. Perk, good afternoon. How are you?
2: What's up, my brothers? Thanks for having me on.
0: Well, I know that uh, you've got a big event tonight that uh, we are going to get to, but The Education of Kendrick Perkins with Seth Rogoff is the name of the book. And, Perk, I want to start with this. You are straight country. And at 18 years old, (laughs) you are thrown into the city of Boston. What the hell was going through the mind of 18-year-old Kendrick Perkins when you went from small-town Texas to the big city that is Boston?
2: Well, well, to tell you how country I was, I didn't even know anything about shipping cars. So I drove 30 hours from Texas (laughs) to Boston. So that's the first thing, but... You know what? I didn't know what to expect. All I knew was that I, I never experienced snow, so I wanted to see what a, win, a winter actually felt like, but when I got here, it was a complete culture change uh, just on everyday living, right? When you think about, you know, being down south, uh, as far as the, f- the food was different. I went from eating gumbo and fried fish to eating clam chowder and, and, and lobster rolls, but um uh, It was more, I didn't know what to expect. I was just happy that I was drafted and was on my way to start my journey, to be honest, and I was just going to figure everything uh, out when I got here. But then reality hit when I had to go grocery shopping, and I just went and got Gatorades and snacks and realized that it was more to that, that I needed toilet paper and paper towels and, and detergent, but, I think it was the organization, man. It was the new ownership and with Grossbeck and Steve and Dr. Cash along with Danny and the vets that I had that helped me get through that process and made it easy for me.
1: So when you're when you're, you know, in the AAU circuit, you're traveling all over the place, you're winning championships in Texas, and then you get drafted out of high school, like what was the first like, you know, come to Jesus moment where you said, Uh oh, this this is a little bit more challenging than I had originally expected.
2: Playing basketball, well, it is. Well, well, the first day of training camp, when I had to get on the scale and get my body fat tested, and you're watching all the guys come in, taking they taking their shirts off, and you see that they got abs and body fat percent is at 10%, 6%, and then all of a sudden I get up there and mine at 24%. That was the first reality check that I had to get in shape. Uh, the second one was when training camp actually started. Uh, the pace. The two hour, two and a half hour practice, uh, everything about it—the workload on on my legs and my body—I uh, knew I wasn't ready, and that was the reality check of of actually not actually being in the rotation or being that guy and had to work and earn my spot. So being on the injury reserve list, not playing my first season, dealing with embarrassment from like you know people in your hometown saying, oh, you didn't even get any minutes. That was the reality check in itself. Like, I got work to do.
0: Kendrick Perkins is with Gresh and Fourier here on WEI, the book. The Education of Kendrick Perkins is out, and, in fact, tonight – Uh, The Education of Kendrick Perkins, moderated by John Corrales. It's in partnership with uh, Brookline Booksmith Arts at the Armory in Somerville. That is tonight at 7 o'clock. You can go to com slash armory slash artist slash Kendrick-Perkins, and each ticket comes with a copy of the book, The Education of Kendrick Perkins. And, Perk, you're you're very open about your journey and your life and things like issues like race and fatherhood and things like that. But I want to know, you, you talked about what it was like when you first got to Boston. How long did it take before Kendrick Perkins felt comfortable as a basketball player on the floor in the NBA? How long was that process before you knew you
2: belonged? You know what, it took me two years. It took me two years, and I think it was a game where I played against the Philadelphia 76ers uh, against Allen Iverson. And I remember I had, like, 13 rebounds. And that was the moment when, when Gary Payton came up to me and said, oh, yeah, you put in work, big fella. And right there was that moment for me It was like, oh, okay, I could go out here and actually compete. But it actually took me two years to realize that, like, to be able to to handle the physicality of it, to be able to handle the speed of the game, to be able to think on the fly, uh, to be able to anchor a defense and communicate and talk defensive coverages out, that was the defining moment for me. But it took a process for me to get to that moment. And, like, I w- it wasn't, like, an easy process because I wasn't happy. Like, you know, I'm watching – a lot of guys like Chris Bosch and I'm watching LeBron James and I'm watching t j Ford guys that I actually played against I'm actually watching them actually get minutes as soon as they come into the league and I had to wait my turn where I had to earn my turn and so but that moment right there against the seventy sixers was like okay yeah I'm here I'm here
1: so you know in the book the education of Kendrick Perkins um you know there's some there's a there's just, just like Gresh was saying, there's, it's more than just basketball. It, you know, there's reading some of the things like more of a, an awakening that you had regarding larger issues that affected not only you but fellow players and Black Americans. What were some of those things that you noticed and that yeah, that that caused you to create to write this
2: book? Well, I think it was it was like surprisingly, a lot of people would think. When I say culture change, when I when I came from Texas to Boston, they would think that oh, you was coming from the South with Southern hospitality. You coming up north where, you know, it had been rumors or whatever the case may be about racism in Boston. But we never actually, my family and I, never experienced that here. And I think when I dove into it, it was more so talking about the moments that I experienced actually racism in my own hometown and it's still going on today. Like, you know, I was in, I think middle school when the James bird uh, junior killing happened in Jasper, Texas. And so I had to dive into my area and let people know that like it exists deep down South, just like it does everyone, everyone, everywhere else, especially probably at a high level. But, Everything that went on over the last three years, when you think about George Floyd and you see guys like jalen brown and and Malcolm Brogdon, like just those young guys in particular that were standing on the front line that uh approached their interviews uh at the game and at the games and were speaking like a true leader, like you could tell they were well educated like well prepared, and you could tell that they were born leaders. And during my time in the league, like, guys wasn't stepping on the front line like that. Like, me as a 24-year-old, I, I would never am, never have stepped up to the plate and went out and addressed, you know, social justice or, or, or racism or things that was going on in the world. But these guys now, in this day and age, they're different. And what I witnessed was I witnessed them somewhat get the whole NBA attention from their ownership groups along with Adam Silver that they was like, "Now, nah, like, we're going to make a change right now. Like, y'all going to support us in this movement. And they actually got it done pretty
0: amazing when you think about it. Kendrick Perkins here with Gresh and Fourier. Uh, the book is The Education of Kendrick Perkins. Uh, again, it is on sale now. And, of course, you can go hang out with Perk and John Corrales tonight, 7 o'clock. Uh, TheWilbert.com has all the information. And each ticket, with everything going on at Arts at the Armory tonight in Somerville, comes with a copy of The, uh, the Education of Kendrick Perkins. Perk, can we talk some real life basketball now? You played on world championship teams. You played on great teams. But the Boston Celtics through 60 games this year have been absolutely fantastic, Perk. How do you put into words what you have seen from the Celtics so far this season?
2: As expected. Wow. I expected them. Yeah, I expected them to be this good. I mean, but you think about you think about coming into the season and the additions and what they had already, and the growth that of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, right? You add Malcolm Brogdon, who's a starter probably on majority of other teams in the league, right? So you got him coming in off your bench. Um, you have Grant Williams, who is one of the best role players in the game today, and now you have a training camp. Uh, now you're able to have a full training camp with a Derrick White who just won Eastern Conference Player of the Week, uh, you know, two weeks ago or whatever, right? So I'm looking at this team, and I knew they was going to hit the ground running just because I heard Jason Tatum's statements about him not having a great offseason, meaning he lost sleep and he was stressed out about his finals performance. I knew he was going to come back in attack mode. So – the regular season, right, I expected them to come out and be the best team in the league, right, because they have so much talent. I also expected them to be a 55-plus win team this season, and they're going to be that. But the Celtic standard is not regular season. Like, anything short of reaching the finals again is a bust, in my opinion, when you look at this roster. So, you know, that's 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 – like, if you wanted me to sum it up in words, I would say as expected. So, Perk, what do you think
1: the one thing the one thing that would trip this team up in the finals would be? Like, what's your biggest concern when they get to the playoffs and, and deeper into the playoffs? So, I,
2: I have two concerns, right? The one concern is, is that Robert Williams and his availability. Like, okay, he missed, you know, I think the first two and a half months of the season. All right, and he comes back, and we haven't seen him available consistently. Like, I, I need to see where he plays five or six games straight at a high level and, and he's able to handle the workload. Because Jason Tatum said it himself. He said, Robert Williams is the most important piece to us trying to complete the mission. And so if, you, if you're if you trying to get through a Milwaukee Bucks with Giannis and Brooke Lopez, you're going to need Robert Williams. If you happen to face the Philadelphia 76ers and Joe Ellen you're going to need a healthy Robert Williams. So I need to see a, 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 a stretch of games where he's playing and not sit and not having to sit out because I'm a little concerned in that area. And then secondly, I need to see Coach Joe Missoula in the moments where it matters the most. Like I need to see if he match up against a uh, Tom Thibodeau or Eric Sposher or Doc Rivers, is he going to be able to make those in-game adjustments? Is he going to be able to make adjustments through a seven-game series? Is he going to be able to counter what coaches throw at him and mix up his rotations and his lineups? If, the, if that, Those are the only two concerns that I have. is And and I need to see more out of Coach Mizzoula because let's be honest, right, like, this team's so talented that, like I said before, they was going to win a lot of games in a regular season. But I've seen some games this season where Coach Missoula had to come to the stand and say, it was my bad. Like, I'm working to get better. Well, now we're getting towards the end of the season, and they got Eric Spolster that's sitting back in the weeds. They got Doc Rivers that's sitting back. That's going to have a game plan together. Like, it's going to be times where he's going to have to put Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown in position to be successful and not just solely depend on them and their skill set to be able to get off offensively.
0: Perk, last thing for you. I know that in every, like, college program, they'll always say – well, if we just play such and such basketball, you know, well, Oklahoma State, if we just play Cowboys basketball, we'll be okay, right? It's so trite. However, Perk, you learned being a Celtic is different. Can you describe the what it means to be a Boston Celtic and a part of this organization and why it is different than just some of the sayings that are out there?
2: Well, well, because it's one of the most historic, historical franchises franchise in sports history, right? You're talking about the city of champions where you can't fool the fans, right? You can't fool the fans as far as, like, you know, false effort, and you can't fool the fans on how you go out there and compete. And it's a different type of pressure. Now, if you live up to expectations – you' gonna always be appreciated for the rest of your life, but if you don't, then it's go you know it's gonna be hell on wheels. So when I it, it's a difference, and I, I talk about that so much, and I talk about that in my book. Like there's no disrespect to the other organizations I played with, but you don't realize what you got in the moment when you playing for the Boston Celtics until you actually leave. And there's times that You know, I would sit back now that I'm retired, and I would see an old game from 2008 or 2009 or 2010 that would come on uh, ESPN, a classic game, and I'm sitting up there saying, dang, the garden was rocking. Like, that's me in the thick of things. And you, you have a different appreciation. Even when I come back now and I'm covering games and I walk into that arena and it's rocking, and I'm sitting up here saying, it's just Different. The energy is is just different. The fan base is just different. And so that's what it means. But a person will never know until they actually put on a Celtic uniform.
0: Fantastic stuff from Kendrick Perkins. The book is The Education of Kendrick Perkins. You can get it now. And, in fact, we're going to give away a couple of tickets to Perk's event tonight. Perk, thanks for the time. Good luck with the book. We appreciate it. And uh, hopefully we can do a a return engagement come playoff time because (laughs) Uh, I think the Celtics are going to be playing a lot of playoff games this summer. uh,
2: uh I agree, and I'll be around. You know I could talk basketball all day. <laughs> we
0: love it, Perk. Thank you, man. Right. We appreciate right, you. Good luck you. tonight with everything. There goes uh, the great Kendrick Perkins with us on the Harbor One Hotline. The book is called The Education of Kendrick Perkins.
1: Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is kind. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest
0: League home run league.